Hi there, and welcome to Balanced Torah Living with Adam Rubin. Now you may notice I didn't say welcome back. That's because I'm moving in the direction of a new title, as you just heard. Previously this was uh, the Balanced Balshuva. I'm thinking of moving this in direction, expanding it, Balanced Torah Living. So that's what I'm going to go with for now. As with any podcast, these are the formative stages. So, welcome back to regulars who are now transitioning to the new program's name. And welcome to newcomers. Uh, Exciting for tonight's episode. I'm excited for tonight's episode. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback from the episode where I discussed exercise holistically. And I'm going to uh, do... At least one, probably several episodes here on exercise, and then return to the fifth key to balanced living. But here we're going to delve into exercise a bit more, start out with my general disclaimer, and once again just hit the background note that I have an undergraduate degree in kinesiology from the University of Maryland, strong background in exercise, uh... I was a personal trainer for a number of years with certification from the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and that's where I'm coming from. Uh, additionally, this is not in any way, shape, or form an exercise prescription. Everyone uh, has different exercise needs and a unique background in, in terms of orthopedic issues, exercise history, and I highly recommend that you work with a personal trainer a physician, or a different type of healthcare professional in setting up an exercise program that fits your unique needs. But here's some information, some general information, some some tools and strategies. Okay, tonight's focus is going to be strength training. So we'll start out with some basics. And many of you have engaged in strength training before in some fashion, free weights, uh, that could be dumbbells, barbells. A lot of people use the machines with the, the pins and the plate-loaded machines. All different types of modalities out there. Some of you may have not done it at all or much at all. We're going to hit the basics. First, there are different ways to, many, many different ways to set up an exercise program. Just like everything else in Hashem's world, there's great complexity and diversity here which all the more so magnifies and amplifies uh, Hashem's greatness. So I'm just going to talk about some principles, certainly delve deeper if you want to get deeper with it. Um, Oftentimes with a particular exercise, you're going to do one to three sets. There are different repetition ranges. A set is a group of repetitions. So for instance, a dumbbell biceps curl one of the main exercises that many people have done when trying to work on their guns at some point in time. Um, So there, one set, a certain number of repetitions. There are different set ranges. You're looking, people who are really working towards a, a, a strength goal are going to be working in lower repetition ranges. Can range between, let's say, four to eight is sort of a, a general, there can be nuances. Not what probably most people here are going to be doing. Uh, maximum 
let's say, muscle size increases are generally coming in a repetition range of 8 to 12 repetitions per set, with that 12th repetition really being essentially at failure. You cannot do another rep with good form. And high volume in terms of increasing muscle mass as well, so typically more on the end of, of three sets, sometimes even going to four sets with each, with each exercise. And then you're moving more into an endurance zone with the strength training, moving more, say, 12 to uh, 17 repetitions. There are lots of ways to, to slice up a program. You know, do you do all of your strength training for your whole body on one day? Some people do splits where they do upper body one day a week, lower body and core one day a week. These are options, and I'll just throw out a few more. Um, People who are getting more into it and really want to devote more time in it and going a little bit more towards bodybuilding, although probably not a lot of folks here, might do upper body push one day. That's going to be working on the push muscles of the upper body, the uh, chest muscles, triceps, front of the shoulder, push doing things like uh, dumbbell chest presses, barbell chest press on a certain day, uh, triceps, pushdowns, extensions, that type of work on one day, and have another day for upper body pull where they work on their back muscles, the main pulling muscles in the back, the latissimus dorsi, big muscles back there that pull. Biceps are involved in pulling. I'm speaking to a balanced Torah living crew, so that's really what I'm going to cater this episode towards. I think for most people here doing one to three sessions a week of strength training is a good range. And for a lot of people, it might be it might just be one. Certain a lot of folks maybe you have the ability to do two. But even one day of strength training a week will have will have gains and will have significant gains compared to not doing any strength training at all. So if you can just get one in and you feel, well, is, is one day a week really going to do something? It will. It most definitely will. You'll have a positive benefit benefits in your life in multiple areas in terms of strength, adding some lean muscle mass, improving range of motion, uh, potentially positively impacting bone density. Strength training uh, really hits a lot of things. So even if you can just do one day, that's great. I'll just give an example here. Um, Let's say somebody's going to say, you know what, I'm going to be able to do two days a week. Okay. Time ranges are oftentimes going to vary heavily as well. Some people do 15-minute strength training workouts. Bodybuilders sometimes are going to an hour plus. We're going to say somewhere in the range of 35 to 40, 30 to 45 minutes. And I'll just give an example of a, um, let's quickly hit this, an example of how it could look between doing upper body one day and lower body and core another day. And as I walk through this, I will pepper in hopefully some of the chidushim, the novel ideas uh, that even for those folks who have engaged in strength training before, hopefully I'll hit some points here that can enhance your workouts, give you some twists to keep it fresh, to continue to challenge your muscles, challenge yourself, and keep it interesting. Because with exercise, it takes work. It's work. It's hard. 
have to put in the time, you have to find the time, you have to guard the time because of all of our many pulls in life. So you have to keep it fun and interesting. Some people like it more so. Some people don't like it as much. Having variety is going to help everybody. Okay, so we'll start out. We'll take an example. Like I said, as I go through here, I will work in some uh, some novel ideas or some, some key, key things, some key takeaways. Okay, so let's say you start out with the upper body day. Um, a great exercise is push-ups. Now, push-ups can be done... Uh, for most people, I highly recommend starting out with knee push-ups. And I know for the guys out there, that's going to feel funny. But the reality, and this is a key point with strength training, muscles adapt quicker than joints. Your muscle tissue, which is tremendous vascularization, many blood vessels feeding oxygen and um, helping with the recovery processes the muscle tissue is rebuilt, So the muscle can catch up pretty quick, but the tendons and the ligaments and the joints on the whole take longer to adapt. So you can't hit yourself with the highest level strength strength stimulus off the bat. Let me max out in my first couple of workouts, getting back into it after I've been a a couch potato for, uh, for the last three years. Because your joints will say, nope, this ain't gonna work. We can't adapt that quickly. So I'm a big believer in start out slow. This is not a race. This is not a situation where you have to get uh, ripped within a few weeks here. Nor do you ever need to get ripped. That's not the point here either. As here we're talking about uh, general conditioning and improving strength and, and stamina, but not, uh, not going for the Arnold Schwarzenegger look. So... Starting out, for instance, with knee push-ups, really focusing on form. I'm Obviously, I don't have time here. This is not the place where I'm going to go into form. But another key to strength training, really focus on form. Either, you know, uh, get a book. One, certainly a word of caution here, uh, really directed towards the men, is you really have to be careful when, with, with strength training material because there's a lot of great material out there, a lot of books, a lot of great companies. But oftentimes they, there are you know, male models who are uh, performing the exercises to, sh- to show form. But all, and, and women, you, you know, um, fitness professionals or people who are just uh, engaging in the exercise forms for the purpose of showing the form in various reading materials. So just definitely be, be careful there. Obviously, you know, consult your own. Uh, local Orthodox Rev and, and, and figure it out, but that's just a, a word of caution and, and find a way to do it in a positive way. Certainly working with a personal trainer can be great. You don't have to, you don't have to deal with that at all. But if you are going to engage material, um, know that you have to be careful when you read the material. There's a lot of great stuff out there, technically well done, etc. Have to be careful. Okay, focus on the form. And then you can progress and you progress from, let's say, knee push-ups to, to standard push-ups perhaps. Moving to Having the variety, though, and some certain things you can do variety. Mix it up. Find ways to take the exercises that, that you know and, and get, get material or, or work with the trainer. Have ways that you can vary it. For instance, um, with the uh, push-up situation, you can move to, some, to with the big exercise balls, which a lot of folks have used, to doing 
let's say, a dumbbell press on the exercise ball. Now, I'll just give the very brief nutshell. It might be hard to imagine this. You can certainly look it up, but just giving the idea. So you have two dumbbells of a weight that's challenging, but where you can still maintain your form on your thighs. You're sitting on an exercise ball. You slowly walk forward so that your body is then in a, say, a plank position where your upper back and neck are then supported on the ball. You have the dumbbells, and then you go into the chest press. Your feet are on the floor. You are the bench, so to speak. You are tightening your abdominals. You're using your core to maintain the position. So there, that's a way where you took a, a, a chest push exercise, a standard exercise that we do in strength training, and you added some variety to it. And you used a dumbbell and an exercise ball, not a tremendous amount of equipment. And you also throw in the, um, the core challenge there, uh, which you wouldn't get necessarily, let's say, if you were doing a dumbbell chest press lying down on a stationary bench. So find twists, find tweaks that you can do to the exercises that you engage in and that you practice to make it interesting to you mentally so that you're not getting bored with what you're doing and also to challenge your body in different ways. Another example of how to do that, just giving another exercise example, would be when doing a a biceps curl. So just a dumbbell biceps curl, got a dumbbell in each hand, once again focusing on the form and you do the curl, try it on one leg. It then creates a balance challenge in it, a bit of a core challenge, and also magnifies the biceps curl because of the, of the body's need to stabilize and focus on everything else going on. So you can do little things like adding the balance challenge. Move from a stable to an unstable surface, like moving from a stationary bench doing a dumbbell chest press to the exercise ball. Little tweaks will make a big difference in maintaining the freshness getting some excitement uh, out of your workout as you go through. Okay, so we were taking that example. So for instance, you would do um, two sets of 15 repetitions of the knee push-ups to start. And then that's you're doing all the upper body in one day. You then would move to people have worked with the uh, resistance tubing, the stretchy bands, lots of different names for these things, but you can buy a kit on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Do tubing, you can put this doorstop in a door, close the door, and you can do rows, pulls, pulling exercise. You probably have done on machines or maybe with dumbbells, but you can do these standing rows with the tubing. So then you do two sets, uh, 15 repetitions with the tubing at a challenging uh, resistance and even mix in just doing it on one foot, increasing the intensity of the exercise. Then you move to doing dumbbell biceps curls. We'll do two sets of 12 repetitions with the biceps curls. Then moving to a triceps push down. You can take that fancy uh, elastic tubing set that you bought on Amazon. You can put the door stop over the top of the door and convert it into a triceps pushdown, which you might have done at the gym before, but here you don't need to have the fancy equipment to do. Even though if you do, that's great. If you have a home gym, super. This is just a home version of a workout. Obviously, you can take these and 
transpose it. If you are a member at a gym and are using gym equipment, certainly can use the variety of things there. Instead of the tubing push down, you might do it with a machine where you have a rope push down and a weight stack. Then after your triceps push down, let's have you do a dumbbell raise in the front, a front raise where you're, you're standing and you raise the dumbbell straight out in front of your body, which works the front of the shoulders. Two sets, 15 repetitions there. And now we will use this moment to segue into one of the most often neglected areas for upper body training. I highly recommend at least having one exercise here for the rotator cuff muscles. The rotator cuff muscles often get neglected. Having weak rotator cuff muscles is a leading cause of injury. So this will be some type of external rotation using the tubing, perhaps. Um, you, can, you know, you can, once again, do your research. This isn't the place for me to list out every exercise. Um, lying on the exercise ball face down, you can do what are called shoulder tees, where you raise your arms out to the side, work the back of the shoulders or shoulder-wise, going into a Y position. A lot of variations there. Key point here. Do at least one rotator cuff uh, exercise. Will really save your shoulders and enable you to do your upper body training for a longer period of time without having issues. Okay, now we are going to hit another key point before we move to, to lower body, a key general point. Core training is critical. This obviously has become a big fad over the last 10 to 15 years. If you've been an exercise enthusiast, you've seen it. But but the core muscles, the abdominal muscles, the muscles of the low back, the oblique muscles, rotators, the whole trunk, the trunk of your body, uh, even hamstrings and and, uh, and glutes is really critical uh, in terms of proper functioning avoiding low back pain, being strong through the core, and uh, avoiding injury in training and in life. Um, Oftentimes when people get into lifting, they go right to the show muscles. Okay, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to work my biceps, I'm going to work my arms, I'm going to work my shoulders, my chest, I'm going to work on my legs. And you've got a lot of, you know, so to speak, strong guys sort of out there look real strong, big arms, and they are weak in the middle. And you could take somebody who is um, who much smaller arms, let's say smaller legs, not as beefed up, but who really engaged in, in appropriate uh, core training and much more of a balanced workout, and they would be much more effective at certain sport activities, also less likely to get injured just in activities of daily living and so forth. Got to work the core strongly, make it a priority, and... Once again, you can do specific core exercises on the day when, for instance, in this example, you do legs and core, but you can also work in the core when you're doing any of your exercises by taking something that's normally a stable exercise and adding a bit of a core challenge to it. So we'll move to lower body and core. Obviously, this is just a general overview, much more to do here. I'll take the feedback, think about it, and see if we want to get into more Specific expansions of any of these and whether to do different types of workouts, we'll see.
still feeling out how much of, of this to do in this venue. Okay, moving to the legs and core. So, in your legs and core day, let's say you start out with wall sits. And here in this podcast, as you've seen, I'm really trying to give a variety of exercises that you can do at home with minimal equipment. Having an exercise ball. Like I said, getting a set of this uh, resistance tubing on Amazon or some other fine retailer. Um, having, you know, say a set of dumbbells or some dumbbells to work with. So the wall sit, great exercise. You sit against, your, your, your back is up against the wall. You walk your feet out away from the wall. So first it feels a little awkward because your feet feel kind of far away from you. But then you drop your hips towards the floor and you're sort of in a chair position against the wall working the quadriceps at the top of the legs. And there, let's say you do three sets of 25 seconds to start out as you initially start out. And there you'd add more time as you go forward. Then you move to a hamstring exercise. Bling, bling, bling. Another key, often overlooked uh, area, just like I mentioned with the rotator cuff. When you're doing lower body, pay attention to your hamstrings. The, the quads, the top of the thigh, oftentimes get a much greater focus than the back of the legs. And that really creates some imbalances. A lot of imbalance going on with people who are exercising without guidance and just kind of going for it. And once again, going for the show muscles. Hamstrings are key to keeping the legs in balance. And here, just an example with the exercise ball, you're lying on your back. The exercise ball, those big you know, stability balls, they um, come in various sizes, but 45 centimeters, 55 centimeters, 65 centimeters are some of the most common in terms of, I guess that's the diameter uh, across the ball. Um, you're lying on your back. The ball is under your sort of your calf area, and you raise up into the air doing a bridge. Many of you have done a bridge on the floor before, bent knees, feet on the floor, raising your hips off the floor. This is a variation on the bridge using the stability ball. Balls under your under your once again under the calf area. You raise up into the bridge, keeping the core tight, and you feel a burn. Through, uh, through the hamstrings as you do it. Uh, so then went to that wall sit. Now you're going into the um, the bridge on the stability ball. Say two sets of 15 repetitions there. Then you're already on the floor. I like to be efficient with the exercises uh, and the exercise routine. Move into some core exercises from there. Great abdominal exercise. Studies have shown that it has one of the highest levels of electrical activity in the abdominal muscles doing any type of abdominal exercise. And yes, there have been studies which have measured the level of activity in various uh, core exercises, how much of the muscle fibers are being recruited, is the bicycle, bicycle exercise um, for the core, where you're lying on your back, bringing one elbow such as we'll say like the right elbow and you're really you're, you're, the, the motion is coming from your trunk from your core but you're rotating from let's say sort of the, the right elbow to the left knee as you pull in and then alternating and moving in a bicycle motion 
and you do, let's say you do three sets of that, 15 repetitions each, then we'll roll onto the stomach to do a low back exercise, we'll go into Superman, great exercise, you're lying on your stomach, um, well, you did upper body yesterday, so we won't have you do the full Superman because your shoulders are a bit tired. So you're lying on your stomach, arms are by your side, now not extended over the head. The reason it's called Superman is the the traditional exercise. Your arms are out over your head as you're lying on your stomach. You raise your hands off the floor and your legs off the floor, and it looks like you're flying, like Superman. But here your arms will be by your side, so it won't be as much of a, a, a shoulder challenge and you raise your chest off the floor, activating the muscles through your mid-back, and you also raise your feet off the floor in the back, activating the low back. Do two sets, 12 repetitions of that from the Superman, coming back onto your back now, and move to a lower abdominal exercise where you're bringing your knees up towards your chest, uh, which is a a sort of a knee crunch, your upper body is maintaining is stationary on the floor, bringing the knees in towards the chest, two reps, two, sorry, two sets, 12 reps of that. Okay. Just a brief idea of possibly, just an example how to, how to structure, These are, and those are both, both pretty short, but doing, you know, that first, that upper body one, you know, people move at different speeds, but something in the neighborhood of 20 to, to 30 minutes on that upper body uh, routine that we did the first day, and then the lower body and the core, another 20 to 30 minutes. Brings us to the point of whether to do the gym or at home. I wanted to give you a home one just so you know people could start to put this in motion pretty soon if they want to start to, to try some of these things. Um, pros and cons, of course. Obviously, with the gym, you've got the pros of a much greater variety of, of, of equipment options, t- a higher level of intensity unless you really uh, beef up the inventory at home in terms of strength training gear. And then in my mind, some of the biggest challenges, number one, obviously, it's the, the, the aspect, and you have, to, you have to figure that out in terms of men hours, men's hours, women's hours, and that aspect certainly has to, has to be navigated. Um, and then timing. Having to, having to drive, how close is your local gym, the timing, etc. At home, mega pro, and this is why at this point I really I work out at home. Whether I'm doing cardio or strength training, it's right there. And you just chop the travel time right out of it. And it's huge, especially with people being so busy. And okay, so maybe, you know, some nights you might only have 20, 25 minutes to do a workout. It's not going to really be possible uh, it's not going to be possible if you have to drive somewhere. So that pro to me of having everything right at your fingertips is, is huge. Cons, challenges, having having enough equipment, being able to, to vary it, being able to have the level of strength intensity that you're looking for. There's a tremendous variety of equipment out there. But if you get the exercise ball, you get the, the exercise tubing, and then, obviously, depending on your your size and your strength, investing in some dumbbells, you can really get a pretty varied workout. And of course, it will only be enhanced if you get some type of home gym situation, which can come a variety of, of flavors. But um, that is certainly 
will be positive if it's something that you can do. Last note, sport-specific goals. Some people are engaged in, in sports in a variety of, of uh, settings, and that can really impact your training. And I recommend you know reading more about that if it's something that you are doing and want to engage in. Exercise can really enhance your performance in sports. There are sport-specific exercises. There are books which have you know exercises to do if you're engaging in basketball, baseball, exercises for runners, cyclists. You know whether balancing out um, natural imbalances that occur. Certain repetitive motions, such as let's say cycling, emphasize certain muscles heavily, say the top of the thighs, quadriceps, and other muscle groups don't necessarily get as much work, whether it's upper body, um, and you'll just see that in a variety of sports where the main motions in the sports tend to really build up strength, endurance, size of certain muscles, and leave other ones in the dust. So Balancing it out with strength training can keep one healthier from a joint perspective and even add some pop to your game, whatever your game is. Um, So, okay, a little bit longer than our typical sessions. I could talk about this for a long time. There's a lot to talk about, which is once again uh, just a a sim and a sign of Hashem's, Hashem's amazing world in in any area of knowledge that you look in, the depth, the layers, the nuances, the ability for, for creativity and, uh, and freshness is, uh, is amazing. And with exercise, uh, I can tell you it's, it's there too. And it's, it's a really is an, it's an amazing thing. Um, okay. Hatzlach Rabba with your programming. Once again, I highly recommend uh, speaking to a professional. And uh, I look forward to having you back soon for the next installment of Balanced Torah Living with Adam Rubin. Have a great week. Bye-bye.